Rarely is the question asked, is our wizards learning? You're listening to the Quibbler Podcast, the Harry Potter book club that appreciates teachers. He's off to the finest school of witchcraft and wizardry in the world, and he'll be under the greatest headmaster Hogwarts ever had, Albus Dumbledore. I am not paying for some crackpot old fool to teach him magic tricks, yelled Uncle Vernon. Never, he thundered, insult Albus Dumbledore in front of me. I'm Heather Price, right? And I'm Alex Dallenberg. And the first week in May is Teacher Appreciation Week. May is Teacher Appreciation Month. I think technically May 5th is Teacher Appreciation Day. It's time to appreciate educators. And hashtag in these uncertain times, <laughs> which I never want to hear anyone say ever again to me, ever. But for real, it's a bitch being a teacher right now, whether you are teaching college students or kindergartners. I honestly can't imagine how you're doing it. And I know that a fair number of folks who listen to this podcast are educators of some sort. So we wanted to send out a little bit of appreciation to you and also just make a quick quibbler episode about the unconscionable pedagogy of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. So that's what we're going to do. A little bit freewheeling, just chat about teaching. Yeah, we prepared absolutely zero for this episode which is kind of how you used to function in class yeah a little bit so it's a little (laughs) bit on brand and i did things at the last minute so overall this is on brand for what we were like for our teachers bless their hearts alex who in your real life not at hogwarts who were some of your favorite teachers um some of my favorite teachers were Miss Chandro and Mrs. Buffington, who were really good friends, remain good friends, and taught me AP government and AP US history, which is the source of many of the more obscure references on this podcast. Yeah, honestly, Miss Chandro is a major influence for the Quibbler podcast, I think. <laughs> I feel like Miss Chandro shows up on this podcast a fair amount. Um, anybody in college? Um, man, I was so bad at college that it's like laughable. The only thing I have to say to my college professors is I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do a good job now at being like a person, but, uh. (laughs) You were a true fuck up in college. Having fallen in love with you when you were a college senior, you sucked a little. My favorite teachers were my kindergarten teacher, Miss Daly who was Irish and honestly, maybe 19. Like looking back, I think she was a child and she used these Irish readers. Was she a nun? She wasn't a nun, but I think she was in the Mercy Corps. Okay. So I went to Catholic school on the reservation um, on on Diné, um, indigenous land, Navajo land in northeastern Arizona. Mercy Corps is kind of like, AmeriCorps slash Teach for America, but Catholic, I think. So they were all, they weren't novitiates, but they were extremely young, usually very devout Catholic women who were on basically like service assignments at my school. 
Um, so Miss Daly was extremely young and very, very pretty and Irish and recently from Ireland. So she had these Irish readers. So I learned to read about like Lad and Lass. Was she a character in a Colm Toybean novel? I mean, kind of. Is that how you pronounce his name? Or at very very least in a Colm McCann novel. Yeah. (laughs) She was phenomenal. It's like the plot of Brooklyn, but on on the Navajo Nation. So not Brooklyn at all. No, in a lot of ways, the dead opposite of Brooklyn, in fact. Man, I didn't even think about, like, early education. But Mrs. Takis, our first and second grade teacher who now is on Instagram and is like a hardcore yogi. That's awesome. Good for her. She had these awesome Phoenix Suns parties. This is when the Phoenix Suns were really good. And we had like class Phoenix Suns parties at the end of the year or the end of the basketball season, which would have been the end of the school year. And I feel like we had like purple and orange like cupcakes and we watched some like Suns like documentary, which thinking back on it now... It's like kind of a weird thing to show to like first and second graders. No, that's cool. You learn about That's how I nonfiction. learned to love the Phoenix Suns was for my first and second grade teacher. My first grade teacher was named Miss Burke and she was dating an extremely handsome high school teacher who played the guitar, which we just lost our fucking minds about. My entire class was so obsessed with their love stories. We like couldn't sleep. It was the most exciting thing in the history of time and space that Miss Burke and this really cute, he had this really soft brown beard. I don't remember this teacher's name, but I just remember that we were dating and one time he played his guitar for our class and we just swooned. We couldn't stand it. She was a good teacher too, but I just remember her romance being (laughs) extremely compelling. Do any of our teachers listen to this? I wonder. Ander might have once or twice. My, the the most influential teacher, the two most influential teachers in my life, I would say, are Ander Monson, who was my mentor and professor in college and my thesis advisor, and still my very good friend and editor who kind of made me a writer. So I there's a chance, I mean, if anyone listens, he does. And then this is going to turn sad for a minute, Paul Lowe's, who was my history teacher at least twice in high school, who was one of those like legendary, like a full Oh Captain, My Captain. Like everybody's older brother and sister had him and told you how incredible it was to like listen to specific Lowe's lectures. Like he had, he was so famous and beloved that there were specific days in Mr. Lowe's class that the upperclassmen were like, wait till he talks to you about Rasputin for like four straight hours. <laughs> and it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. And it's true. That day was fucking bananas. I remember the words of his lecture on Rasputin. And he would tell these really wonderful, what we called Lowe's stories, where it was just, I mean, they were just personal anecdotes that had to do with the lecture, but they were always so funny and profound. And he was a poet and he led hiking club and he taught me to love the desert and he taught me everything. I mean, Mr. Lowe's was the the best educator that's ever been in my life. Um, and I'm going to cry because Mr. Lowe's died of pancreatic cancer last year. Very young. Much too young. He was the brightest star in the firmament of my high school, which was a great high school with truly extraordinary educators. I mean, I had like a gajillion great teachers, but Mr. Lowe's was life altering for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of high schoolers. And... 
so sorry, that's really depressing, but I think about him almost every day. And I know that lots of folks who listen to this podcast actually love and remember Mr. Lowe's. So this particular teacher appreciation podcast, I think, goes out to him. He was, he was just one of the good ones. He also looked remarkably like Robin Williams, actually. You met him. Yeah, I did. Once. He he had and he had this sort of like elastic face and voice of Robin Williams. He was whatever, he was amazing. He was an unbelievable teacher and every person who has ever walked the hallways of North High School is in some way touched by him and I miss him a lot. Sorry about that. I didn't mean for this to get so sad, but the question begs that particular answer from me. So in memory of of Paul Lowe's. So I think it's fair to say Teachers have had a big impact on us both. Oh, God. My dad is a teacher. Yeah, and your grandfather. And my grandfather was a lifelong educator. Yeah, no. Teachers are extraordinarily important in both of our lives. So should we talk about wizards, though? So I think we need to talk about... Specifically wizard teachers. Hogwarts teachers. You know, teachers are really... They're central, it seems obvious to say, but teachers and the relationships kids have with teachers are really one of the engines that drives this book forward in an interesting way because I don't think it idealizes teachers necessarily. No, I don't either. I actually think it is a piece of children's literature that is much better than most at portraying the ways in which the relationship between teacher and student can actually get pretty fucking messy and that there are like teacher cults of personality, Yeah, which I think is something that actually doesn't like usually when it gets portrayed, it's in something like Dead Poet Society where you're supposed to find it kind of uplifting. And what I really like about Harry Potter is the Dumbledore cult of personality is very complex and not necessarily all that uplifting. And there actually is a really nice kind of through line of you don't have to be the center of a cult of personality to be an effective teacher. (laughs) Like maybe you should just be good at fucking teaching. Which let's talk about who is and isn't an excellent teacher at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Let's start top to bottom. Top to bottom. Who do you think the best teacher at Hogwarts is? Oh man, I have a, it's probably obvious to say, but probably Remus Lupin. I think Lupin, that actually isn't obvious because I think probably most people would say McGonagall, but I actually do think Lupin has the most interesting and effective lessons that are depicted in the entire series. Yeah, I mean, we just hear about McGonagall giving out like, scads of homework and how it's really hard to turn a teacup into a mouse or McGonagall's course McGonagall's classes seem rigorous she seems to actually teach them things okay she might be up she might be way up there I think you're right though Lupin's classes well actually okay this is fucked up (laughs) I think the actual best Hogwarts teacher in of all time is fake evil Mad-Eye Moody. Barty Crouch Jr. Weirdly, Barty Crouch Jr. is an extraordinary educator. (laughs) Constant vigilance is probably the most important lesson Harry learns. And he teaches Harry crucial skills. Such as how to survive torture. And the imperious curse. These are things you shouldn't learn in school. But (laughs) as lessons for Harry Potter specifically go, yeah, I think we have to give the educator crown to fucking evil ass Barty Crouch Jr. What what a dark horse. True dark horse. The darkest of horses. 
Yeah. Well, Those are also, the best classroom scenes. He also explains like a little about how the killing curse works he and does. is manifested. So we kind of get more magic theory from him than, than anyone from else. A lot of other teachers. Except Lupin, Lupin. kind of does that. Lupin yeah, also teaches a fair amount. Well, not just the Patronuses, but with Ridiculous. And That's true. No, but, we get we get theory from Lupin. We get theory from fake Mad-Eye. Okay, I think Lupin edges out fake Mad-Eye because Harry relies on the Patronus so much. Critical skill. It's true. Actually, you know what? I take it back. Flitwick. The best teacher at Hogwarts is whoever taught Harry Expelliarmus. Fucking Professor Flitwick. No, that was uh, Snape and um, Kenneth Branagh. What the fuck? Gilderoy Lockhart. Gilderoy Lockhart no, at the Dueling Club. But Gilderoy Lockhart they do... is accidentally the best teacher no, because of the Dueling Club. I think <laughs> they practice Expelliarmus. It's a charm. That's yeah. a charms. They learn it in charms, and then they use it in dueling. Someone's going to fact check us on this. Okay, well, regardless, I do think, Expelliarmus aside, you're right. Honestly, Snape might teach him that. Expelliarmus aside, I think Flitwick's class is the most broadly applicable. They learn just, like, fucking spells in there. Yeah, magic. They just, they learn the stuff they do every day. Like, Hermione mostly uses charms to do those things that Hermione does to, like, help them all the time some other contenders for most effective hogwarts educators would be whoever taught hermione ancient fucking runes so that she can read be tales of beetle the bard in like the original runic or whatever hermione actually seems to take like pretty hard rigorous classes that harry and ron don't that's the whole point of hermione arithmancy yeah no hermione takes real school (laughs) harry and ron go to trade school at best which you know bless trade school but this is meant to be an academic institution and they mostly learn words and when to say them which is (laughs) not theory or really particularly intellectual so the thing that's interesting is i think probably another weirdly a lot of the kind of like either straight up evil or kind of murky and complex teachers are actually some of the better pedagogical practitioners because horace slughorn is also a pretty good potions teacher he seems to make his le- he makes his lessons engaging. That's he for does, sure. and he teaches them a little bit more about what they're making and why. Snape just puts directions on the board. Yeah, the I- actual best teacher is Snape via the Half Blood Prince's yeah, textbook. Teenage Snape is the best teacher at Hogwarts. <laughs> I would say Snape is the smartest. Probably he and McGonagall are about neck and neck as the most actually like brilliant practitioners at hogwarts snape is clearly unbelievably smart right but he's a terrible educator he's he's actually bottom of the barrel like he's worse than a bins or even a lockhart he just like turned a page well also or whatever he actively antagonizes students constantly he's the worst of the worst as a teacher emotionally terrorizes his students which is uh not a not a quality you typically want to see in a in an educator uh, Neville needs wizard therapy for the rest of his life. Oh, sorry. Wizards don't have therapy. Well, Neville becomes a teacher and a beloved one. And I bet he learns all of his what not to do from Snape. I know, because he can have, he has some like empathy. I think probably Professor Sprout is also up there, just in terms of grasp of content knowledge and teaching 
applicable, useful lessons that are clear and they learn shit. Yeah. They use Professor Sprout's teachings a fair amount in these books. When do they, I guess she makes the mandrakes. And the, um, the, the evil snake vine things in the first book. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I guess Gillyweed, he doesn't actually, he, see, Gillyweed. That's a Dobby specialty. That's not Dobby. That's only Dobby in the movies. In the book, it's Mad-Eye. In the book, it's Evil Mad-Eye that gives... Dobby, no, Dobby's not in the, it's Neville in the movie. No, 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 but the book comes from Mad-Eye that he gives to Neville, remember? Right. Barty Crouch, as Mad-Eye, gives Neville the book on Gillyweed. Right. To apologize for, like, watching, making Neville watch torture porn in his class. (laughs) And then... No, Dobby overhears him discussing it with, like, somebody. No, Dob, but, but Mad-Eye deliberately gives Neville the book. Right. So that Harry finds it, so he learns about Gillyweed. I don't think that's actually It's absolutely true. Because remember, Mad-Eye gets fucking pissed because he's like, how did you not find Gillyweed? Oh, you're right. I put yeah, this right. right under but your nose. But then he notes. has to have Dobby. Dobby has yeah. to jump like, in because Harry is too much of a dumbass to look at the fact <laughs> that Neville is reading a book that's basically called How to Breathe Underwater with right. Plants. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. No, Mad-Eye as, well, Barty as Mad-Eye, again, in an act of actual education identifies an interest that Neville Longbottom has and engages in that interest by giving him a book. Why didn't Barty just get his education degree? Honestly, Barty is a weirdly great teacher, (laughs) except that he's all the way evil, which is not the mark of a really great teacher. Um, Okay, who's the worst? Well, first of all, no, one more, one more dark uh, literal horse Fucking Ferenz is a very, very, very good teacher. And he's the one that everybody's kind of hot for. Yeah, the hot for teacher vibe is fun. Although, he's a centaur. That's weird to be attracted to. I mean, he's a horse. Deal with it. Okay, who's... Let's talk about who's super terrible. Hagrid sucks. Hagrid's an awful teacher. Dumbledore Sorry. should never Sorry, have given Hagrid. him that job. Hagrid's a wonderful person. <laughs> lots of, I would be an awful teacher. Lots and lots of people who are great at things and love kids and wonderful at whatever it is they do in the world should not teach that thing. Hagrid is a good example. Hagrid just doesn't have the range. Well, this is, Hagrid is a really good distillation of the fact that teaching is actually a fucking craft. Yeah. And not just like, hey, you know a lot about this thing. Tell it to kids. That's not what teaching is. It's like when I was a merit badge counselor, I was the head of the nature lodge at a Boy Scout camp for like summer. And I didn't know anything about nature. I basically was just reading the books and then being like, okay, uh, here's the thing I learned about birds today. Now I could probably teach a little about birding. But Hagrid's the opposite because That's Hagrid true. has a ton of knowledge yeah, he does. and zero delivery skills. <laughs> Hagrid has no idea how to impart knowledge. And it turns out that's actually what teaching is. Right. Hagrid can't develop lessons. Hagrid can't stick to a lesson when it goes a little bit awry. Hagrid has no classroom management skills. Hagrid lets a hippogriff maul Draco Malfoy. Wow. Are you on Team Draco in that dispute? Absolutely. That is an inappropriate lesson. Draco 
was baiting that hippogriff. Hagrid should not have had a creature that if you bait it because you're an asshole preteen, which they all are, might kill you. That's a bad lesson. Yeah, it was a little advanced. Are you kidding? I'm 100% team Draco. (laughs) Draco's totally right. They should not have just been like chilling with hippogriffs. Hagrid does not do good sort of like, I don't know, session mapping. Remember when they were raising blast-headed scroots? For like eight months of the entire (laughs) school year, yeah. No, it's a, Hagrid's a nightmare of a teacher. He's a wonderful, wonderful person. And then... Professor Grubblyplank is like, great. Brought in for like a guest lecture, yeah, or two. But Professor Grubblyplank, like, think about that first lesson where they have those weird stick guys, and she's like, draw a diagram of them and label the parts of their bodies, and that's like that's school. Bow truckles. Bow truckles. Stick guys. Bow truckles. Yeah, stick bow guys. Truckles. That's what they are. Yeah. But get- that's school. That's <laughs> teaching. <laughs> it's like, what are what are these? How do they work? What do they do? Let's learn <laughs> via some kind of plan yeah haggard is like bow to this monster and we'll see what happens from there like not a lesson okay, plan so haggard sucks uh obviously gilderoy lockhart sucks well yeah he also just he's he's a fraud yeah he couldn't teach even if he was a good teacher because he didn't do any of the things he said he did um, but he also, there is that kind of sexy man-boy teacher trope that he kind of fills nicely. Um, but yeah, he's an awful educator. Shouldn't have been hired. Dumbledore is a terrible headmaster. Is he? Let's start I guess that's sort from of there. the operating thesis. Dumbledore makes just offensive hiring decisions. That, that's true. Dumbledore hires people for the most outrageous reasons. (laughs) And it never works out. He... They almost always have nothing to do with education. No, exactly. He doesn't care if people learn shit. Except Harry. He It's like the entire school is scaffolded so that Harry specifically learns how to survive Voldemort. Or like, yeah, relay critical pieces of information to Harry. Which, like to be Slughorn fair, is with just... With the, the p- Slughorn accidentally was kind of good. Yeah, Slughorn... Well, we knew he was... I mean, he was a teacher at Hogwarts for a really long time. He did get brought out of retirement. But Trelawney only gets a job because she might tell the future once every, like, 18 years. Yeah. Oh, Trelawney... <laughs> Trelawney is a, is a dismal teacher. She is bad news bears. But, but I like that she has a little cult of personality. Yeah, beloved Yeah, by but not good. Lavender Brown and... Uh, We've talked a little bit Trelawney. about how the treatment of the sort of Trelawney gaggle is sexist, but Trelawney is not... Is not a good teacher. Not the best. Bins is pretty shitty. Yeah, but he teaches basically the only valid subject. <laughs> yeah, like an actual academic discipline. How history. fun would it be if somebody good taught wizarding history? I know wizarding history seems really interesting. It's criminal, also like super relevant to many things Harry is doing. Often they need some critical piece of information and Harry and Ron are just like, we never read the book. We didn't Yeah, study. Wizarding history is highly relevant, especially in book seven. They need a lot of Bin's knowledge. Do you think the fact that Bin's is a pretty bad teacher and can literally never be pushed out of his position because he's like dead and just kept showing up to work is J.K. Rowling's like, 
Ed Reformy commentary on like teacher tenure? Honestly, kind of. Maybe. Yeah, that you wouldn't think surprise that me. Yeah, I, uh, I do. I also think it tracks with her, her politics a little bit. I don't want to spend too much time there, but yeah, I think she's, she's a little neoliberal. She's she's probably she's probably talking about tenure. Um, Is Bin's still drawing a salary though? We have talked about this, and I think it's a room and board situation, and that room is wandering through walls, and that board is rotten food. <laughs> so I don't yeah. think that they... This was just a line item that Dumbledore was able to comfortably eliminate. Basically. Uh. So I have a lot of questions about Hogwarts budget, actually. <laughs> Speaking of like school management, yeah, who, who does their budget? They should be using more ghosts as teachers because ghosts have really long memories. And you don't need to pay them. Apparently not. But oh, well, I mean, they should be getting they should be getting paid. Yeah, but what is Bins gonna spend money on? No, they shouldn't use ghosts as teachers for that reason because yeah, teachers should like, make like thirty times the amount of money that's like they do. Strike that's like hiring that's like strike breaking. Yeah, that's true. There's that's just gas. Union busting via hiring ghosts. Um, I wonder if there is a Hogwarts teachers union. Uh, who do you think would lead the Hogwarts teachers union? McGonagall. Who do you think? Is she management though? Because she's like deputy headmistress, right? No, she's only deputy headmistress oh, yeah, after right. Dumbledore dies. Maybe she is management. I don't know. But why would she? Te- she's I don't a head know. of house. I think McGonagall would lead are, the teachers union. Are the heads of house management? I don't. I don't think so. Maybe it would be. Maybe it would be kind of a surprise. Like maybe Professor Flitwick is a real old school labor guy. I think McGonagall. I actually think it would be Flitwick. I think McGonagall kind of because she gets super pissed at Umbridge when she fires Trelawney. That's true. Even though she actually thinks Trelawney kind of sucks at her job, she's like solidarity forever, motherfuckers. Yeah, maybe it's McGonagall. I think McGonagall is the building rep. yeah, is the head of the Hogwarts the chapter Teachers chair Union. for for <laughs> HTU. But Flitwick would be a good secondary candidate. So Umbridge actually is the worst teacher in the entire That's series. That's true. She does. She's worse than Snape. She literally tortures students. Snape psychologically tortures students. Yeah, but, but she's not Umbridge, like forcing them to. She does, yeah. Snape never draws blood. I guess not. He, he does kill to. Dumbledore, which is not a great move as. Dumbledore's direct report. <laughs> but it it's on, complicated. It was on Dumbledore's orders. We've gotten into this a little bit before, but I just really don't understand how any of these pure blood kids learn normal stuff. Because yeah, I, don't know. I don't see Molly like teaching the Weasley kids arithmetic. Yeah. Like, Do they just have no schooling before they're 11 if they're not well, muggle-born? Because, I mean, they all come to Hogwarts, presumably, I think Ron does actually know how to read. He doesn't demonstrate that particularly <laughs> often, but clearly they know how to read and write. But how? There must be... They like, must be widespread wizarding homeschooling, I guess. But that's such a strict, like, if, okay, here's a pedagogical concern I have, is early childhood is actually the most important learning years. There's no wizarding pre-K. <laughs> they need universal wizard pre-K. They're mi- I mean, you know, and homeschooling's fine, 
But a system in which there is no formal schooling system until kids are pre-adolescent is just like not serving children's minds well. That doesn't work for how what we know about kind of like mental plasticity and stuff. It's just bad learning science. This is why Hermione is the best wizard. Right, because Hermione <laughs> fucking went to school as a child. <laughs> yeah. Hermione's dentist parents were like, what if you learned like pre-algebra? <laughs> I bet Hermione's good at math. Oh, yeah. Which is why she can do things like arithmancy and ancient runes. And Harry and Ron find it hard because both of them are like, we don't actually ever have to do anything remotely kind of academic. Harry went to school. Yeah, but like he was so traumatized and bullied that he basically just hid from Dudley. Mm. Harry didn't, also didn't he go to like a really shitty school and Dudley got to go to like the good private school? I think so, yeah. I also don't like that dichotomy in particular, but J.K. Rowling seems to ascribe to the shitty public school, great private school paradigm, which boo. But also I don't live in the UK, so I don't know the systems as well. Hogwarts is private. But like, not really. Well, they don't have a public school, a wizarding public school system. It seems like. It's acceptance based. Maybe it's like an, like a, what are those? No, Hagrid says his name's been on the list like since he was born. Right, which means there are like selection criteria for attendance. But if Harry was born, that says to me that any wizard and any wizard child could go. No, it doesn't say that. It says that Harry is from a prominent old wizarding family. You know, Pottermore, I'm sure, has the answer to this, or J.K. Rowling has like weighed in. I think if you're a wizard in the United Kingdom, you automatically are able to go to Hogwarts. Is it free? I think we've talked about whether there's tuition. Uh, I think it's it free. Be free. I don't know. They never what? talk about how. There's no. How f- can the Weasleys afford tuition? That's true, but also, so is it? Is it public? Well, does yeah. The, I mean, the Ministry, the Ministry of Magic has like oversight that's over true. Hogwarts, that's and there's true. like a board of governors. So I think Hogwarts is a public school. is a public school, which makes me like Hogwarts. Yeah. Way more. Me too. Interesting. I guess it has to be. But it's also weird that every country has one school. I mean, yeah, that is weird. Also, or every sort of like vague idea of a kind of Europe has one school. <laughs> like cold white mean Europe has cold white mean school and like pretty French girl Europe has like pretty French girl school. Yeah. Like, is there another Europe? Is there like a Scandinavian? Yeah. Is there like cool. Finnish? There- no. I'm I'm thinking like if there's like an Icelandic or like Finnish school. With just no vowels in the name. Or like what's Italian wizarding school? Oh, I don't know. It's a wizard. <laughs> I don't know. I guess... Ilver Moroni. That sounded like Jenna Moroni. That was Tracy <laughs> Jordan saying Jenna Moroni. Um, Ilver Moroni. What's yeah, the name of the American the school? Yeah, Ilver Moroni. Yeah, but I reject that whole mythos because she has some very bullshitty indigenous sort of like noble savage magic bullshit in all of her American magical mythologizing. So boo. There's a map somewhere with all these schools on it, I'm sure. But yeah, I think Hogwarts is a public. Okay. 
Fair enough. Which is cool. Anything else we want to say about education at Hogwarts? It's pretty uneven, I would say. <laughs> they graduate with few skills other than battle and work for the government, which is what they all do. Nothing wrong with that, with being a civil servant. I know, but okay, we. One more thing there is no arts education. No. There is no art. Yeah, I don't even think... You hear about these other Hogwarts teachers like Muggle Studies, Charity Burbage. You never hear about Wizard Theater Club. There's, I can't there's imagine, no arts. I can't imagine my high school experience without like band and theater. Oh, yeah. No, I think my high school would have been... All of school, from kindergarten on, would have been just kind of like a gray abyss for me without arts education. Yeah. So there's no visual art, there's no music, there's no, like, there's not a Hogwarts band. There's that weird scene in the movie where Flitwick's the choir director. And they've all got, like, And they have frogs. Sing. Yeah, I don't know. That's not real. So yeah, that's you're, you're very sad. You're studying or doing PE at yeah. Hogwarts, which, like, Also, there's that. only one kind of PE, which is flying. They don't, like, run. Oh, you're right. They don't swim in the lake. Like, there's no, like, Hogwarts swim team. Until they literally have to swim for their lives yeah. in the uh, Triwizard And nobody's tournament. taught most of them how to swim. <laughs> We've already talked about whether wizards know how to swim. We can't go back no, there. No, I think somebody corrected us. That, no, they yeah. said that, that mm-hmm. people learn how to swim because there's like public services in the UK. Yeah. Somebody, yeah. Let um, us know that we're like all parks British children and rec. learn how to British children learn how to swim, which that's great. Good, Good for, for y'all. So yeah, Harry does there's know there's a lot of water there. Around it. All around it. It is an island. An isle. Um, but zero arts, which is tragic and probably why all of these characters are either like meatheads or fucking nerds. <laughs> like Luna Lovegood desperately needs an art teacher. I know. To really sort of she's see a, her. She's a great artist. And also she's just like an artsy gal. So, and Hermione would be amazing. There's, like, no extracurriculars that aren't sports. Like, can't you, wouldn't Hermione be great in, like, debate? Oh, yeah. No one can teach wizards how to do art because you can accidentally create, like, sentient life anytime you paint something. That's true. They can't do visual arts because they're like, well, we don't want to trap any souls. It's like, this power is much too great. Uh, We certainly don't want you writing any diaries because... That's a whole other can of worms. I'm reading a novel right now that I really like called The Topeka School by Ben Lerner. And a huge amount of it is set in, well, it's about the main character is like a high school debate champion, which is making me think a lot about how good Hermione would be at speech and debate. And honestly, Ron should just play the fucking trombone or something. Just like get some of that nervous energy out. He's not actually an athlete. Gron is kind of a consummate band kid. Weasley is our king. I know. He sort of gets lucky. No. He just thought he was lucky. I know, but it was still a lucky <laughs> match. We Ron's not an extraordinary athlete. Okay. Ron is a pretty passable seeker who has a really good game. Maybe he's got a musical talent. Yeah, I we feel don't like know. Ron... Could be musical. I feel like certainly the twins should... Ron definitely plays a brass instrument. And can't you see... I mean, I don't know. Like, Neville could get really into, like, photography and be, like, a moody, like, photo guy. I don't know. These kids need art. Yeah. I had great art teachers. I had... 
an amazing theater teacher. Both of us were just obviously theater kids. So my theater teacher was another one who was extremely influential. Who could teach art? I don't know. Trelawney? Trelawney. That was the first thing I could thought. teach. She's like kind of arty. Jewelry making and like shawl crocheting. Yeah. Well, they don't even have home ec. No. I mean, they just have, it's a bad school. Honestly, it's not a good <laughs> education. It's very uneven. They have no, it seems there's no oversight for the quality of teaching. There's no evaluation whatsoever. I don't think Dumbledore has a fucking clue what anybody is doing in any classroom on any day. Which is made obvious by the fact that fake Mad-Eye Moody shows them Avada Kedavra. <laughs> which is a great scene. And I contend a pretty good lesson, but probably not in like the standards. Gilderoy could have taught creative writing. Honestly, yeah. Straight up. I know. None of these kids are writing poetry. It's just like all of the stuff that was very important and formative for me as part of my learning experience. These kids aren't getting Like all of the teachers that made me a writer. This is bumming me out. Well, it's because Hogwarts is a bad school. (laughs) And yeah. And I, we went to schools where people taught us how to do things we actually needed to know how to do. (laughs) With great teachers. Uh, uh, Hogwarts is uneven at best. Yeah. So. What class would you take? Like, like whose class would you most want to take at Hogwarts? I mean, I would want to take astronomy because astronomy is real science. Yeah. But I would also like the sort of, it's clearly like a, like kind of astrological astronomy. Like it's magical astronomy. So certainly they're learning how the planets impact life on earth, which that hits my like millennial desire to think of myself as a Virgo primarily. And thinking that actual space is fucking cool. So yeah, I would say astronomy. What about you? I think probably charms. If I'm going to go to Hogwarts, you know, learn some actual magic. Yeah, that's true. I could just true. get history of magic from the library. Transfiguration oh, that'd be is pretty cool. badass. Yeah. Is the sort of most impressive kind of like gimmicky magic. I would also like to learn potions from someone other than Snape because that, again, that seems like at least close to science. Yeah. But mostly I'd be really annoyed that there isn't like English, which is the only thing I was truly good at. I was okay at history, but I was a little bit of a one trick pony. That's not true. (laughs) I got a lot of A's, but the only thing I was like sparklingly good at was English. You were good at history. Yeah, that was about it. Both of us survived math. I loved physics, but I wasn't great at it. But yeah, I don't know. Astronomy. Care of magical creatures sounds fun as like an elective. Mostly I'm actually really glad I didn't go to Hogwarts actually. Yeah, but then you'd be a wizard. I know, you but. You could do magic. I think I, this, I mean, we talked, this was literally the first thing I said on episode one is I think one thing I've learned from this series is that I'm quite comfortable in my mugglehood. Oh, that's a good thing to know. I'm really glad that I live in a world where there aren't killing curses and there's fiction. Yeah, the wizarding world does seem 
culturally impoverished. It is. It's bleak. I mean, even some of the most literally impoverished cultures in the world have given us epically important art. So... Yeah, fair enough. We get no wizarding art, so that's kind of garbage. (laughs) Just tales of Beetle the Bard. That's it. We have to read over and over again. So that's that. Hopefully that was interesting a little bit, but mostly... We want to say to teachers of various sorts this week and honestly all weeks, we see you, we love you, we, we appreciate you. You do something incredibly important. You you do something that neither of us feels we have the capacity yeah, to do particularly well at all. Suck real bad at that. I would be an awful teacher. And we're thinking about you. It's a weird time. Godspeed with whatever it is you've got going on. If you're Zooming with second graders, that sounds like hell, kind of. So good luck. Like, cute, but also, oh my god. (laughs) And we'll talk to you all soon about some actual chapters. Thanks, maestros! Lupin smiled wryly. This time tomorrow the owls will start arriving from parents. They will not want a werewolf teaching their children, Harry. And after last night I see their point. I could have bitten any of you. You're the best defense against the dark arts teacher we've ever had, said Harry. Don't go. Captain, my captain. Sit down, Mr. Anderson. <laughs>